Hello everyone, welcome to Red Men TV. It is the build-up show, Liverpool versus Southampton. Gentlemen, let's get stuck straight into it. Adam Rowe, hi. Hiya, mate. Uh, we're going to dedicate a portion of the show later on to, to plug in your show, of course, if you remind me okay. to do that. But in the meantime... <laughs> just to just, a... No, don't stop filming. <laughs> uh, I've got something to say. <laughs> everyone. Can we just hold on a moment? Um, yes, yeah, Southampton... Um, when we were looking at this run of fixtures, this, this fixture list of doom, this is the one where you look and go, okay, good, Southampton at home sound. There is an innate fear that comes, I think, with that. It's not a, it's not necessarily a particularly good attitude to have around yeah, yeah. a game of football, but we're still sat here in the in the warm afterglow of a Champions League win against Paris Saint-Germain. Um, but this is, this is what it is. It's all well and good having these records of five games unbeaten, six games unbeaten. If you then take your eyes off the ball and you throw it away against Southampton, then you, all you're going to do is make these big games come up against Chelsea, Man City, they're doubly hard. It's a banana skin, isn't it? Yeah. It, it is. It, it's, the, it's the one out of this run of seven games where you go, well, we should win that one, but that makes it the most dangerous game. Cause, but I, I've just got so much faith in this current squad and Klopp that I don't see that happening. Um, I don't expect a massive amount of changes in the team. And I think... He'll focus more on this game than Chelsea in midweek. Yeah, I agree. I, I think so anyway. Well, we're going to come to preferred 11. We'll talk a little bit around that in a minute. But um, I think it goes without saying, the South Southampton, there's, there's, there is something there in, in this game. <laughs> I, uh, it's, a, it's a slightly tenuous connection, but me, me, me sister-in-law, her, her, her husband, their family are all rave at Southampton fans. And whenever we have like family gatherings or their engagement fun. party, and I didn't realise the depth of ill feeling <laughs> towards them, they used the expression, Liverpool raped our football club. Yes, oh, yes. Wow. That is a very, like, yes, yes. <laughs> this is his mum, by the way. Okay. His mum said, you've turned up and you rape our... And I said, it's not really rape, is it? It's more... Prostitution. You get paid for it. Um, to be no, but they, Southampton don't like us, and they don't like now the players that they we we bought off them, etc., etc. So there's going to be a bit of there's, there's always a bit of needle there, um, which I would hope might help give this game a little bit a little bit more. Light. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it's a league game after such a high of a European night. There's all of that banana skin kind of hangover, whatever you want to call it. We're kind of lucky in two ways. One that it's Southampton and there's going to be a lot of players in our squad that are going to be well up for it yeah. after the rape or whatever oh, God, whatever, whatever you want to call it's it. Consensual. It's consensual. <laughs> I, think, I don't think it is if it's consensual, but carry on. There we go. Um, no, the, the players will have a reaction. They will. It's the game that they're going to get up for, uh, and so there will be a point of proof. Also, the fact that it's, it's Chelsea in the Cup, it means that we can go to the well probably a bit one more time with as close to a first choice as possible. So yeah, it, it it's a game that we, it's one of those where you just need to wrap up, get your three points, and, and march on. And I think I think we'll be okay. I think this this bunch of lads have a bit more to them now, uh, and I you know I expect a fairly comfortable comfortable win in the end. Well, fingers crossed, mate. Uh, Matty Harding, Danny Ings. Um, it's been so encouraging to see his, his start of the season. Um, I don't think there's a Liverpool fan who doesn't love. Love him and, and, and feels very just so pleased and so proud in the way that he's, he's picked himself up of three goals in five games. Uh, the good thing is, of course, is that they've become reliant on him, hopefully, in that time, and he's not allowed to play against us as, as we are in his parent club. Um, that's, I mean, there's talk that it might mean Shane Long has to play up front for them, which, at the risk of what we call on this show Ian marshalling him, which is to say a player's crap only for them to come back and bite it in the arse. Um, 
you take it you take their, their top goal scorer out of the team, it does play into that. Yeah, I mean, I'll, for your sakes, take the risk of saying Shane Long won't really have a sniff this weekend. Um, Jesus. If it fights, <laughs> if it fights anyone, Lad, you're going to be a Mark uh, Goldbridge meme <laughs> this yeah. time next week. No, I'll take it just just to take it off use. Um, but but I mean Southampton, they've. I'm happy for Ings. Um, you know, given the the situation that he's he's been sort of the, the ultimate professional at Liverpool, and I, I, to be honest, I'd completely forgotten about the parent club thing yeah. because of the the nature of the loan deal. It's a is it a compulsory purchase based on performance? So it's almost like you've sold them. Yeah. You know, so I'd forgotten about that and I was almost looking forward to for the reception or, you know, yeah, just yeah, to, yeah. you know, that thing. But now that you've said that, I mean, I wasn't probably to my detriment, I wasn't really paying much. Yeah. I mean, to be uh, fair, I did hand you the agenda with it written on yeah. about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> well, I was, so. I was uh, struggling with the team, so I think, more yeah. than anything. I was, <laughs> uh, someone take the shovel off of him. Yeah. Yeah. going, why can't he play? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why isn't, why isn't the it? the yeah. question is, though, is yeah. he going to do the Sacco shitty dance? What's that? Remember when Zacco, Zacco was on loan at Palace at the time? Yeah, I think it was Ben Teke that scored, and he was. Uh, oh, he's like the, the, yeah, the, the, like he's on the touchline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see. I don't see. I don't see that. I don't see that. Sacco had left in far more acrimonious circumstances, yeah, really, hadn't yeah, he? Yeah. Been sort of like pushed out because of <laughs> his his weight thing and like arguing with Klopp. Whereas Danny Ings had sort of been like. Lad, if you really want to go and play footy, you're probably well, we going to have to go him, there. We yeah. wanted to keep him, yeah. but it didn't, also didn't want to stand in his, his way of his development. And I think, I think it's been vindicated for things so far. You know, there's a lad. We bought him on the back of him being a ten-goal Premier League centre forward. Well, God, he's you know he's he's almost a third of the way to that total already. And look, yeah, we we, we love Danny Ings, and you know, hopefully he he does get his career back on track, but. Moreover, and he's actually started to do this already this season. I just want I just want him to do that the Fabio Barini role from thirteen fourteen, where he was on loan at Sunderland, wasn't it? And he kept oh, cropping up with like mad goals against teams <laughs> that we wanted to, to, to see. Yeah. So yeah, oh, yeah, hopefully yeah. there's an agent things thing going throughout throughout the season. Um, we're going to talk about again preferred elevens in a minute, but one person that we we need to discuss. We've we've briefly mentioned him on every one of these shows, um, Adam. We got to see Fabinho play in a senior game for Liverpool. Granted, it was for about two minutes, and I don't think he... I'm not sure he touched the ball. No, he, he gave he, a foul away on the halfway line. Yeah. 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 Like he's filling the Lucas role. I'm here, I'm your new Brazilian defensive no. mid. <laughs> so long and he comes out and comes back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, I mean, we now know that at least he is available for selection. He is in the manager's mind and, and, and thinking and what have you. Um... I'm not sure. I'm not sure you need a genuine DM for this game, but this is the you know this is probably the closest he's, he's come yet. Yeah. To being in consideration, he'll start this game. You think? Yeah. Ooh. I'll be very, very, very surprised if he doesn't start this game. Oh really? Yeah. I think. Obviously, we've said already it's a banana skin, but the fact that it's the fair, it's the only game in this month where, you know, you could. Give him a debut, and he could make a mistake, and you're not—he's not going to be massively vilified by the fans. If he does that in a game against Napoli or Man City, then you know it could be like, oh, what, what have we done there? So not you're not thinking Chelsea in the cup? Yeah, exactly. Chelsea League. No, I—I I don't. I think he'll play this one. I think, it, yeah. Is that because you hadn't thought about the League Cup game? 
No, it, no, it's not. I, I did consider that when. Let's first against England. Let's go. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I, I think against. I think Henderson will play the, the Chelsea game because okay. I think. I think although he will rotate a bit more for that Chelsea game, I think he'll want. A, a, a steady midfield, and okay. he, he won't. It, it still won't be a million miles away from what the league teams have been. I don't think he's going to go and play like six kids or anything like yeah. that. I think we. I think we. We will rotate. I mean, the midfield's a thing that we rotate. <laughs> to, to be fair, so it's likely. And, it, and even that, it's not like we've really rotated the midfield. We've had the midfield that we've played for most of the games, and periodically we've dropped Henderson in, you know, for a couple for a couple of games. But I think, given John, given the work that the you know Milner's put in in, in recent weeks, Wijnaldum's put in, I think there is a I think there is a strong case that you maybe you've got one eye on Chelsea and you go get through this because get your point get your Premier League points on the board and then the League Cup case of you know if you if you win it great if if you lose it who's kind of secretly who's asked yeah um, but if it depends on what what these guys have got in the tank because there's no need to run Wijnaldum into the ground and there's no need to run Milner in the ground because you've got Kate there and you have and you have got Fabinho. There. Yeah, there's certainly options in midfield and it's weird. Like I think everybody's almost at this intent where you know you're picking your preferred team, you pick your back five, you pick your front three, and then you juggle. You have a decision about who you pay, pl- yeah. play in, in midfield. We've got to that st- scenario. I just think that obviously it's it's willing to, to come back on the sports science, whatever the, the, the how much in the red zone any any of the players are after tonight. But assuming everyone's okay and available, I think he will go as close to first choice for Southampton. Then look to rest. It's a week then to Chelsea in the league. I think it, I think the Wednesday night game in the league is where he'll he'll switch things up a bit. Yeah, I must admit. I, I mean, Matthew, that's kind of in, in the back of my head. Is that it's not a Champions League game in midweek. And I think, I, I do wonder whether, even if we only do what we did with the League Cup last year, that Leicester game, that was a, that was, that was a time when we saw Robbo got a game, uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain got, got a game, Ben Woodburn got a look in later on, etc. Et we did a few different things f- for that one. Um, now, obviously we'll talk about, we will talk about the Chelsea game next week when we, when we get to it, of course, without getting too far ahead of ourselves. But I do, for you, you're Jürgen Klopp, because it's Chelsea, do you do you want to go? Do you want to treat it with more than treat it with more importance? I I think it's sort of preliminary mind games. It's like well, you know, there might be an aspect of whoever wins in the League Cup game. There might be that hangover in the League game, you know, because you, you've got to you've got to look at look at it from being a player. You know, if you're a player, you 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 know, you're not sitting on this couch talking about oh this that the other. Do you want to balance these games? They want to win every game, yeah. and if you're a player, even if you're sitting on the bench, and you know you you bring in, um, you bring in rotational players for the for the cup fixture, and your team loses on the bench, you're going to be seeing. And that, to be yes. honest, that might be motivational. Yeah. It might say, well, all right, then next weekend. Yeah, we're talking you know, weekend team, but our weekend team could be Sturridge, Shakiri, yeah. Fabinho, Cater, yeah. Henderson, and we're going. Well, we we a free hit. Those lads go on. Whoever we pick are going to go into that game thinking we're good enough to win. Yeah, exactly. To win that game yeah. of football, but I, I think it's more that at the minute we've seen minimal rotation. We're talking one or two, one really player. What you know, getting changed every week. It's been Henderson and Cater have been rotated. That's pretty much it. And Sturridge was kind of enforced because of Firmino's Firmino's injury against against PSG. It's whether we go again. Do you do you do that again for Chelsea? My my sneaky suspicion is we won't, and I think we will probably go heavier on 
on this. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk a bit more after the break anyway. We're going to do preferred 11s. Before we do a little um, ad break here, we've got a brand new podcast. I say brand new, it's been running since the start of the season, the Liverpool Women's Podcast. So I'm, look, we've said this before, if, you, if you've... If you are into the women's game and you want some more coverage around it, we've got you covered. But if you have a, if you if you fancy getting more insight into what's going on, it was something that I wasn't really like, you know, totally clued up into. Laura and Amy have got you covered. So here's a little clip from that. In that game, in particular, Charles was probably the standout for me. I was like relying on the the tweets, the updates, yeah. and every fa- every tweet had like Charles's name in it. I was like, she's like on it today. No, yeah. Well, obviously, from the highlights that we could see, yeah, it was her just bombing down the field. Whether it was in the middle, when it was on the wing, like yeah. absolutely just taking players on for the fun. Yeah, I and it and it obviously led to a goal for when when she passed yeah. it out wide to yeah. Barbara Jean and she took scored a worldie. When I went to the Everton game, she came off the bench, came on a half time, yeah. and literally as soon as she got the ball, she was just running after the fence. She was just oh, she, kept yeah. running and running and running. You know, she, she wasn't stopping, looking for the pass or anything. She was just wanting to create something. And she nearly scored within like five minutes of coming on. Yeah, I was quite disappointed with her against Arsenal. I felt maybe yeah. it probably had something to do with the fact that she'd just come back from being with the under-20s. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of fatigue was showing. But absolutely different like person yeah, in, in the Durham game compared yeah, something a bit different there. They're going to be doing more content. There's going to be some stuff coming to YouTube. Lauren sat on the, on the camera at the moment going... <laughs> What's he saying here? What's he saying about me? Um, the, the girl's doing a fantastic job on that. So look, like I say, it's not necessarily something that's going to be like, people necessarily go, oh, wow, yeah, it's going to get, we, we, we're accepting that people come to this for the predominantly for the men's team, but, you know, it is all Liverpool Football Club, and if you want to get more of an insight into the women's game, then perfect place to do it is on, on that podcast. So, yeah, get involved with that on the redmentv.com. Yes. Actually, you know what? Before we do preferred 11s, Adam, because I have written it down and I will forget to do it otherwise. <laughs> um, you're just off the back of a a spectacular turn uh, at, at Edinburgh. Look, I, you know, I don't want to... I will have City and blow smoke up your arse, but you know, we joked about this, how I think a lot of people's stories around Edinburgh come back of like how they played in front of five or six people or they get their mum and dad up to try and pad things out. Yeah. It's gone really well. Yeah. you got... You got you got man of the, you got the man of the match award. You got joke of the joke of the tournament award. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well off the back of it, you've been everywhere. Yeah, I I, I won uh, best joke of the festival, which at the time seemed like an amazing thing. It's just more hassle than it's worth. Is it become you know like uh, Nirvana doing smells like teen spirits? Oh mate, it, it's so infuriating that joke. I I did an interview the other day on the Steve Wright show on Radio 2 and they were like tell us the joke and I went no you've got it written down you fucking read it <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is that that joke got announced all over the country and it was on every news channel every radio show we spent the whole day doing this big press run and then for like the, the last week of my Edinburgh run sold out on the back of that which is amazing do you know what I mean meant to play to a full house every night for the last week but I get to that joke every day, which is the reason everyone's there. It doesn't get a laugh anymore. Yeah, People go, yeah, yeah. Wait. It's like it's like showing a funny bit in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that was I really laughed at that, that bit in the Deadpool trailer, but now I'm in the film. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was so it's been it's been a blessing because it's opened a few doors for me. There's a nice got a little cash prize for it, which was good. And it, it definitely has been a little nice career boost and it did boost tour sales and Edinburgh sales and stuff like that. But I get about one message a week at the minute from someone going, uh, excuse me, I wrote that in, in 2014, so can I have an apology? And I'm like, well, if you wrote it, you wrote it, who am I apologising to? Yeah, yeah. And I found a screenshot. Um, I found one from 2013, I think, where I'd put it on Facebook because I'd spoke to someone in the audience and I found another one 
from 2009 the other day because I got four Facebook messages, a load of Instagram DMs, tweets and emails from one guy going, <laughs> here's a screenshot of me writing something similar back then. So I, I, just, I, I didn't even think there was anything because 2009 is before I even did comedy. And I just went, and you could tell I was like an immature child. I was like 17 and it was like, Hey, if you work in Dad Dole, do you have to go back tomorrow? <laughs> I wrote it like that or something like that. So it, it's it's definitely open doors, but it has that that award is uh, it's a trophy. Do the horse. thing, do the yeah. one that makes us makes everyone laugh. Yeah, yeah. You know? so I, I've I think I've got to do it in the show because people will be coming because of that now. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to. I would take that joke out if I could. Yeah. Um, that's the one where what you need to do is you bring that back as on. Eddie Hazard does this with like his his Darth Vader in the canteen kind of kind of stuff. He brings all the famous stuff back as like the encore shit. Yeah, yeah. And everyone goes like, "Oh, I remember this one. This is a good. This is a good one." Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe that's maybe this year. But I am I am being sort of uh, a, a bit out of order with that. It was a, it was a lovely thing to get. And it normally does go to like a one liner style comedian, and I'm not. I'm very sort of opinionated and storytelling really. No. So it was it was nice to, <laughs> it was nice to get it and it was the the cherry on the top of a nice cake because the Edinburgh Festival had already been good but we had full houses most days really strong reviews and stuff so it was nice and now I'm going to take it on tour from October through November but next week the 27th and 28th of October I'm doing the Epstein Theatre in town wow. and we're going to film both nights and the, the 28th is a Friday that's already sold out. The 27th still got some tickets, so go go and get some. Yeah, please and come and. Because <laughs> it's we'll going to be an awkward DVD if there's <laughs> if it's not full. Uh, just yeah, that was good, lad. Yeah, do the joke. Do the joke. Do the joke. Yeah, listen, can't recommend Adam highly enough, uh, and not just because I'm sat really close. I'm sat within within striking distance. And if it. anyone has seen that joke and thinks, oh, that's not if that's the best joke of the fringe, it must have been a terrible fringe. It's not even the best joke. In the same minute that that joke's in, in the show, it was it was picked as like a pun. You, you'll enjoy the show. Come and see it. And we're doing we're filming both nights to go on a some online streaming service that I'm not allowed to mention. Ooh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> brilliant, mysterious. Get involved. You'll see it for yourselves. Comedy is best experienced live and in the flesh. And um, and look, I'm literally saying you, you just much better in, in, in the flesh. I think you're a bit of a tit on social media. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very popular opinion, to be honest with you. Joke thief. Um, <laughs> now, go and see. We'll put a, we'll put a link um, to everything. And, of course, Adam, Adam's Twitter in the in the video info underneath. So do, do get involved with that. Right, preferred 11 time. Matty, um, you... I had a real dilemma with this, didn't you, mate? Yeah. Um, I, 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 I sat here, I was literally watching the cogs turn in your head. You've gone for Nathaniel Klein in for this one? Yeah, I mean, Trent has been imperious. He's been mm. glory. I can't think of the amount of words to describe Trent mm. the past season and a half, or however long it's been. But he's just been off Neymar, he's just been off Mbappe, he's just been off Cavani. I think he deserves a rest, especially mm. leading up to two Chelsea's and a Napoli, you know, mm -hmm. it, there's no point in picking up a knock against Southampton or whatever it might be, you know, so I think, I think that's probably the best. And then I put Matip in because again, Gomez, he's young, he might need a bit of time to sort of get his head, you know what I mean? Just a bit of a chill. Yeah. And then leading up to the bigger fixtures, you know, we can really be on his A game. And then Dyke, 
um, Van Dyke, I should say. You can leave that one in. Um, and then, uh, so Dyke, obviously, you know, I mean, you can put him in any team, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I love that you're doubling down on that. I've got it. Absolutely, it's a perfectly fine thing to say. If yeah, I don't say it, it's worse. It's his name. It's worse. It's his name. Right, and then Robbo, uh, because, well, he was putting Marino in. You know, yeah. it's not happening. Fabinho, and that was one of the bigger ones for me because I thought, does he want to give Henderson more game time? You know, or does he want to ease Hendo back into it? You know, train hard, but don't be throwing him into the deep end with the matches before the big games so I, I thought Fabinho especially after the build-up with Fabinho I think he's he's got to be ready by now surely and then Milner Wijnaldum so stuck with that and then I was troubled with Salah whether to swap him with Shaqiri because you know he had a poor 20 minutes or however long it was against Paris um, and then I think I think Stodgy. He's a wonderful it. little bit of a little flourish of pronunciation. I can do others as well. Gingo, Montpellier. Yeah. <laughs> Just let him know. <laughs> Fantastic. And then Stodgy and then Mane. And I think I think we need a bit of rotation. Okay. Because, yeah. Interesting. Interesting stuff. John, you and I have gone for exactly the same team here. It's, we're going back to the team. Yeah. Which is the genie Milner, Kate Madrid. Yeah, I'm very much of the opinion that the we need this at three points. We play as close to first choice with a little bit of rotation in midfield and then we rest in Chelsea midweek. There's enough time. So that's the, the same back five. It's really, it's Genie in the six. I think we're going to have a lot more of the ball. I think he's he's better suited. He's a little bit quicker. He's a little bit more of an attacking six. So I think it's suited. And Keita as well rested uh, rested midweek uh, last night and I think it's a perfect game for him. Again, we're going to have more of the ball. He's going to be driving on. Millie is undroppable uh, almost at, at, at this uh at this moment, and the front three picks itself. Yeah, so that's what I would go with. Okay, brilliant. Um, Adam, you've done a you've gone for just a couple of changes. Fabinho in for Hendo, Cater in for Genie. Yeah, um, very similar to your team, I suppose. Back back five doesn't change for me. I think it'd be absolutely mad to change that for this league game. Like, um, if you look at those three games we've got in a week, which is Southampton and two Chelsea's, if we're gonna lose any of those games, I want to lose Wednesday night. Yeah, like absolutely. I'd rather win the two league games. Yeah, we've we've got the best start to a league season for since the Premier League began. You don't go and try and mess with that just to try and prepare for the League Cup, mm -hmm. which shouldn't even exist. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like the FA Cup should be the cup competition. All of this stuff about you know everyone's everyone's raging about like uh, La Liga. They're going to be playing a game in in America, and you know they talk about this this either an extra game or whatever. The League Cup is sat there. Give the League <laughs> Cup to whichever country wants to pay the most money for it. At, at, you know what I mean? I, you know, That's I, a great don't, idea. Don't get me wrong. The League Cup is Liverpool's cup. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I've got. A, I, you know, I, I do like it. It was the it was you know the first cup final I went to on like on my own as a as a teenager. You know, getting the coach and all that. Can the Wednesday Cup final two thousand and one? Yeah, got a coach on me on me. One of the Liverpool coaches on me. Tired to go and see it. So I, I have an affection for that competition. But not if you're good enough to win the Champions League in the league. No, it can it can get in the bin. Yeah, so I, I I'm not messing with that back five at all for this game. I think if anything, Klein and maybe even Moreno and Matip come in for that midweek game, and yeah. then you give the lads a rest. Then you don't do it now for yeah. me. Um, I, I as I said before, I'll be very surprised if Fabinho doesn't start this game. I think this is the game that he can come in, and we are going to see a lot more of the ball. We are going to control the game. 
So that's a time to put him in and go, yeah. have the ball, get relaxed, yeah. chill out of it. Um, Cater was obviously rested against PSG, didn't even come on. That that sort of picks itself. Yeah. As, a, as, as John was saying, Milner, you can't drop him. And I, I got told yesterday, by the way, you know, in pre-season when they do the bleep test, yeah. he did like... 15 minutes longer than anyone else. Yeah, oh, you cleaned yeah, it out. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. So the fitness thing, even though he's in his 30s, that's just not there. So I don't think he gets dropped again yeah, until midweek. Early 30s, he's still young. Sorry, mate. <laughs> and then the front three, Salah, Firmino and Mane. I think Firmino comes back in mm-hmm. um, after a, a, an absolute worldy of a cameo <laughs> against PSG. Yeah. Um, I think that picks itself. And then, obviously, looking ahead to, to the midweek game, I think that's when Sturridge, Shaqiri, I think Wijnaldum and Henderson come back in then. Um, yeah. My, my think, thinking on this, maybe with the Fabinho situation is, I, I, think Klopp, I think Klopp wants to beat Chelsea in midweek. I think he does. And I, I, what, what I've wanted to see Liverpool do for youngs, and this goes back to 2004, 2005, where we just had a, a League Cup team. Now, I mean, it's funny because I've actually got I've done the downfield lap interviews with with Mellon and with Warnock, and they were both a bit annoyed how that you know the, the team gets to the final and gets binned off for the first team. Um, <laughs> but I like the notion of us doing that because that's that's a test of your squad depth, and we need to keep people fit and fresh. My thing for this is Matip's had a few minutes. Fabinho's probably not enough. I would I I wouldn't start Fabinho at the weekend, but I would have him. On, I would be bringing him on. I'd look to get this game won. And then 20 minutes, yeah. get Fabinho on for 20 minutes or 25 minutes or 50, whatever yeah. you feel you can get him in and not totally impact negatively what you do. So doing Chelsea isn't a big thing. Exactly. Yeah. So you're not going, here you go, here's, here's a full 90 based on having not really kicked the ball in anger for us uh, prior to that. And I think that might go for one or one or two lads against Shaqiri. I'd be looking to get him 15, 20 minutes in, the, in this game just so he's up and running. So again, he's not going in totally cold into that game. But I agree, I, I tend to agree with what you're saying, Jonathan, is that this is so important. You don't want, you don't want to take this lightly and I don't want to run the risk of undoing what we've done so far because this is one, make this a shoo-in, get this game won, get this, get this game sound, bring everyone off you want to bring off and give, give Salah and Firmino whatever half an hour off from this this game plus the midweek off and then you've got a week they've got a week then to prepare for the, the the game that really matters against Chelsea which will be a you want that to be a top of the table yeah clash don't just, you I just like to say I don't expect Fabinho to finish this game okay I think he starts and he comes off at the hour mark 63 okay. minutes yeah, whenever Klopp's normally yeah, yeah. and I also think um I think Salah will go off as well for Shaqiri at some point and I think maybe Mane, who hasn't really had a rest yet, I think mm-hmm. maybe in for storage later on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll be the three subs in this game uh, ahead of having them as an option for midweek. Sure. Um, yeah, but I do, I, I, I do stand by. I think Fabinho will will start this game. I so. think it just depends which way round you want to deal with the rotation. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, I've gone for a relatively significant change there. I've got one, two, I've got four changes. Um, but I think what you are saying in regards to well, you just want to sub these off. I'm sort of doing the same thing, but the other way around. Yeah, you know, yeah. I want the legs to be rested on certain players and to be gotten on others in preparation for both yeah. Chelsea. I just, look, we said about the PSG stuff is that you know. I just don't think this is the game. I don't think yeah. this is the game to do with to, to, the to be testing people's legs out. I think Fabinho 
That's why I don't think he finishes the game. I don't think he's got 90 in him. I actually think Fabinho might start both of these coming games. Mm -hmm. I think he might play 60, yeah, and then maybe he will do the 90 midweek um, in a midfield along with Henderson and Wijnaldum, and Henderson will play one of the eights. Yeah, it's it's a very fine balance because if we believe in the squad depth, we should be able to make a few changes and still win this game against Southampton. But I just think there's... I think we've looked at these these early blocks of fixtures and I don't see that you make sweeping changes for this when you've had opportunities to do that in the in, in the early games. It's still only the seventh game of the season. We're still very we're still very early on early on into this. You want your best team to be as good as they can possibly be first, and then you're starting to factor in the guys around that. It feels to me, and we'll, we'll, we'll know in a few days' time. Think about the great Premier League teams, United and City and Chelsea, who've gone and won the league with five games to go. Yeah. There's absolutely no way they're rotating for this game. Yeah, they're rotating yeah. on Tuesday. I think it's a gamble. I think there's too many of those lads who at the minute was... You're not... You're not bringing Shaqiri in for, for Salah in, in this game. I don't, I don't think, because... There's just no guarantee of what you're getting from him. No, look, this is to say Salah might not score, but he's on the balance of probabilities. He's probably going to score. And even if he doesn't score, he draws two or three men. Exactly. You're putting your best foot forward. And I don't think you can underestimate how important three points is. Yeah. And like I said, I think I said at the top, you've got Chelsea. You know that could be both teams could be unbeaten going into next weekend, and that's an opportunity for you to put. You could you could go into the end of next week. You beat Chelsea next next weekend. You clear you clear top of the uh, of the Premier League already. You don't want to have. You need as much of a buffer between yourself between for the Chelsea game and the Man City game as you can possibly give you. So you can't for me anyway. You can't take your eyes off the prize for the for on, on the Southampton game at all. Uh, let's have a quick look at the uh, how our rivals are playing this weekend. And so Saturday games: Cardiff, Man City. Man United, Wolves, Brighton, Spurs, and then Sunday, uh, West Ham, Chelsea, and then Arsenal, Everton. Those Arsenal, Everton games are always bonkers. Mentally, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't quite know how that's going to go. It wouldn't shock me to see Everton get something against Arsenal there. And equally, if West Ham hadn't gotten something against Everton, which in some respects actually was the most predictable result for West Ham to finally get <laughs> their first win against the Ev, uh, first win of the season against the Ev, wouldn't surprise me. I don't think Chelsea will drop points. I don't think I don't see any of our rivals really dropping points this I think weekend. Wolves might have, will have a right good go at United. They're mm. they're flying. They're playing really good football now as well. Yeah. Um, it's still a big ass, but out of out of the the rivals, I think Wolves is the only one to do us a favour there. I think. I think Brighton will beat Spurs. Wow, Jesus! That will be Spurs firmly in crisis. Crisis. Oh, <laughs> they oh, yeah. to the game. Heads yeah. will blow. Before, won't it? They before. lost. They lost last oh, night. Of course, they lost. Yeah, of course, yeah. Jesus wept. I think Brighton that win that game yeah. at Brighton. Brighton are good at home, and I know that sounds odd because we went and absolutely danced all over them last season. But no one else did. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Brighton are a good team at home, and I think they'll beat Spurs maybe one nil, two nil. Yeah, I think I think they'll do all right there, and I think Wolves will have a good game against United. I still still think they'll lose it. Um, City beat Cardiff. Chelsea West Ham. For me, that's the most interesting game, that, the given the dynamic there. of what West Ham just did to Everton. Mm. You know, and, and there's this been this, you know, part of the the audience in West Ham have been questioning uh, what's the name of the Pellegrini. Pellegrini, that's the one, um, and saying is he really all that? And then obviously the money they've spent and the owners, and after that result, I mean that to them was massive. Yeah. 
you know, you've got to think of how big that result was off the back of what they've just gone through. And that's going to be a huge shift, you know, in the mentality. And if, if they go into the Chelsea game and it's a home, given it's not really home because it's, it's a shy ground, essentially, you know, I, I genuinely think we could see a real bonus from that match it's, leading into our game. There's a question, oh, the question is, because you look at how well Arsenal played against Chelsea and Arsenal could have been out of sight at times in that when they, when they went, went up against them. And I don't think Arsenal have any great cheeks this season. West Ham could do a thing like that. It's just where the Chelsea have just settled down a bit now under, under Sarri and Hazard's now clicking into form again, etc., etc. You know they were they were sparing in the use of him as the you know in the start of the season. So I don't know. It wouldn't shock me to see that be one of those mad mad results of the weekend where it, it come, the West Ham come out on top. But yeah, I, I, I keep going into these. I think I don't really see at the minute. I'm not really seeing Arsenal as a true rival for, for no, us. No. So that they might well drop points, but I don't. I think that's kind of inconsequential to us, to be honest. Um, only in so much as it just it'll just prompt the, the usual weekend of having. I one also fan, feel the same. About, channel to laugh at I one. feel the same about Tottenham as well this season. To be honest, with you. yeah, I think Tottenham. You know they, they didn't sign a player. Mm this summer and they really needed to and I know the stadium is what has sort of restricted their funds I think Spurs and Arsenal are 5th and 6th this year um, in whatever order and I think United will be 4th and I think the top 3 I think our two biggest rivals are are Chelsea and City Yeah I I think one of these looking at the fixtures it would be one of those it would be a mega bonus if one of our top 4 rivals drops points this weekend and that's why it's another game where we just need to go out there, grind it out, get whatever win it is against Southampton and then and then move forward from there. Um, let's have some score predictions before we wrap up then, Matty. Oh, I'll go for a 3-0. So, John? Yeah, 3-0. 6-1. <laughs> <laughs> 6-1, genuinely. Okay. Meme this next week. Six one. Sad. Okay. All of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd say I, I, I'm happy for a nice, nice two or yeah, two or three nil. Go definitely goals in either half. Don't expend extend too much energy. Third three nil by sixty minutes. Bring bring everyone who needs a rest off and then chill and relax and get ready for the week. I can live with that. Um, let us know your preferred 11s in the comments below. Score predictions. Don't forget to go and check out Adam. Go and get tickets and go and see him live and in the flesh. He is boss, really. You know. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, of course, if you want to go get more content in and around every single Liverpool game, go over to the RedmenTV.com. Sign up. You've got the Final Word Show. You've got Man of the Match podcast, Reds News Roundup, the Liverpool Women's Podcast, as discussed, and a whole host of interviews with Liverpool stars past and present on there including the the Jürgen Klopp interview that I have been milking to death for the last two months. Uh, Other than that, thank you for watching, thank you for subscribing, and we'll see you all soon.